You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Third week of our series entitled Make Room. Again, this is a series, a study on the Holy Spirit. So can you say that with me again, Holy Spirit? Last time I preached was last, uh, last Sunday. I think I shared to you that I was a late bloomer, quote-unquote, late bloomer in the Holy Spirit. Growing up uh, as a Catholic, growing up in the Catholic school, I knew about God the Father because they teach us in school, right? When you pray, pray this way, say, Our Father who art in heaven. So I know about God the Father. And I know about God the Son, Jesus Christ, because I know that Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So I knew about God the Father. I knew about Jesus Christ. Even when I got born again, I became a Christian. I submitted and surrendered my life to the Lordship of Jesus. I still am a late bloomer on having that relationship with the Holy Spirit. Little did I know, little did I learn that really we are to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is God. Can you say that with me? Holy Spirit is God. That we can worship the Holy Spirit, we can have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, we can pray to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is part of the triune God. We believe in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and The Holy Spirit is a person, the third person of the triune God. We're on a third installment and we will be talking about the sanctification by the Spirit. So what is the sanctification by the Spirit? Well, we need to understand that the Holy Spirit, as the one who sets apart believers from the wicked ways of the world towards the works and purposes of God in the area of positional, progressive, and ultimate sanctification. So let me just take this huge word and talk about sanctification. See, sanctification is the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, what is sanctification? Sanctification means to be set apart, to be made holy. This is the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer, in the, in the life of the church, in the life of every son and daughter of God. The Holy Spirit has power working in our lives so that we may be set apart for the purposes of God. Not set apart for, any, for the purposes of the world or the purposes of anything else, but we are set apart for the purposes of God. Many walk in this planet and they think that they can set themselves apart on their own power. That I will set myself apart from the world by my own power. It will be the work of my flesh, self-will. Kaya kong bumait. Diba? Gusto kong bumait pero di ko magawa. Ito, kaya kong bumait. Self-will, kaya kong bumait. Many, many people think, even Christians think, that Christians think that they can do it on their own. That they can do it by their own flesh, by their own discipline. Little did we know or understand that really, we can't do it on our own. You can't do it on our own. I can't do it on my own. I need the help and the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, sanctification is not a sanctification by flesh. It's not a sanctification by human effort. It's not by just keeping the traditions. It's not by keeping or doing anything else. Sanctification is done by the Holy Spirit. The religious mindset will say this. If I want to be set apart, 
if I want to be sanctified for the work of God, then I will detach myself from the world. Then I will go into some mountain, hide in some cave, so that I may shield myself from worldly temptations. Now, that's a religious mindset. Why? Because God did not mean for us to be apart or outside the world, but God has meant you and me to make an impact in the world that we are in. That you and I, we are a blessing, a salt and light, God's instruments of blessing to the world or or the sphere of influence where God has placed us. You're a blessing. So if if I think to myself, if I think to myself that I will sanctify myself and, and, and hide my, my, myself in some cave, then I am not much of a blessing in this world. You see, God has a purpose for you and for me. And that purpose is for us to be blessed and for us to be a blessing to others. So we can disciple the next generation. We can bring in God's kingdom and God's will here on earth as it is in heaven. You see, the Christian life is not about isolation, that I would isolate myself from all these things that are happening in the world. Christian life is not about isolation, but the Christian life is about insulation, that we insulate our hearts. A fireman goes into the fire with his fire suit, and he is insulated by the flame. You and I, we are God's blessings to this world, not for us to be isolated from the world, but us for our hearts to be insulated by the Holy Spirit. That we can be in the world, but not of the world. That we can be an instrument, a channel of God's blessing in the world that we live in. A salt and light in a dark, dark world. We are sanctified by the Holy Spirit for the purposes of God. Can you say that with me? I am sanctified by the Holy Spirit for the purposes of God. And now we will look at different areas of sanctification. Positional, progressive, and ultimate sanctification. Our main text this evening will be in Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 to 9. Now let me talk to you about Galatians. Well, this letter of Paul, the Apostle Paul, to the Galatians, Galatia is a church plant by Paul in his um, early missionary a journey. Galatia is part of Turkey, or I think Galatia is now the modern-day Turkey. So Paul wrote this letter to address the existing concern, conflict upon the church. There is a conflict on the church. There is a concern of the church. What is that conflict? What is that concern? Legalism. There is legalism in the church, and Paul is addressing that because there is a lie that came into the church saying that we must be saved by our works, by human effort. And so we will jump into the letter and we will see what Paul is talking about. The the lie was salvation through obedience of the law or sanctification by human effort. So join with me now, Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 to 9, verse 1. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this. Did you deceive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit, you are now being perfected by the flesh? 
Did you suffer many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Just as Abraham believed God, it was counted to him as righteousness. Know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the Scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, Preach the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then, those who are in faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Join me in a short word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we come to you now. And Lord, we ask that you speak to our hearts. Bless the preaching of your word. Bless your people and let your name be glorified. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in our midst. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Once again, sanctification. Sanctification is to be made holy, to be set apart for God. It is impossible to talk about sanctification without talking about holiness. We need to understand holiness or to make holy. Now, in the Bible, there are many things that are made holy. Some examples are when Moses saw the burning bush and God encountered Moses and God says, remove your sandals for this ground is holy ground. Another example is the holy city when, where Solomon built his temple. That is a holy city and that temple was dedicated to God and it is for God, being set apart, being made holy. Other examples are the Sabbath. In the commandment, it says, honor the Sabbath day and make it holy. Tithes and offering is also set apart for God, for God's works. So it is really set apart, made holy. Unfortunately, the religious mindset would think that we make things holy by the sprinkling of holy water. You just sprinkle holy water and that will be holy. It's not that. Holiness goes deeper than what is external. Holiness comes from inside out. Holiness is the work of the Holy Spirit. So we'll talk about three things again. We said positional sanctification, progressive sanctification, and ultimate sanctification. Let's start with the first one. Positional sanctification. The Holy Spirit is with you. If you are a believer, the Holy Spirit is with you with you. Let's talk about John chapter 14, verse 17. It is Jesus that's the one speaking. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him or knows Him, but you know Him, for He dwells with you, and He will be in you. Because we know the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is in us. He is in us. We have received the Holy Spirit. Now let's go to the text. Verse 1 to 2 of Galatians chapter 3. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Holy Spirit? Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing of faith? Bewitched. What does bewitched mean? Now I looked it up. And in the Bible dictionary, it says, someone casting an evil spell. Who has cast an evil spell among you? Or 
someone casting a spell that we can't think right. Our minds are clouded. And so the Apostle Paul is saying, who has cast this evil spell among you that you can't think right? What a strong uh, rebuke by the Apostle Paul. Because there is some lie that the church has embraced. There is some lie that the church has, has accommodated. What we put in our minds will determine how we feel and how we feel will determine how we behave. If that is a lie, then we are living lies. We are living a lie and we are being deceived by a false doctrine. And it goes on by saying, the cross of Christ. Jesus was publicly uh, portrayed as crucified. You've seen with your own eyes that Jesus died on the cross. Jesus is the object of our faith. We cannot earn our own salvation. We cannot reach up to God. Man cannot be like God. God is holy. We are not. God reached down to man through Jesus Christ. He reached down to you and to me. And so Paul is just so angry. and saying, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? You've seen Jesus Christ. And yet, Jesus Christ crucified the power of the gospel. And now are you thinking that you will abandon your faith in Jesus and trust in your own ability? Will you trust yourself in what you can do and how you can perform? How good you can be? Do you trust your good works over the work that was done by Jesus? Who has bewitched you? Do you trust the work of God or will you trust your human effort for your sanctification? He goes on to challenge and says this, Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? They all received the Spirit and Paul was challenging them. It's not if you receive, it's how did you receive? Did you receive it by your good works? Did you receive it by your righteous acts? Or did you receive it by faith? You see, the law is like a mirror. The mirror shows the defects. You see yourself in the mirror, you, you see a defect. Parang, hmm, ito yung ulam ko nung lunch, ah. So, dapat may gawin ka doon, di ba? So, o kaya, oy, makita mo, oy, may wrinkles. Oy, may bagong wrinkle. Nag-alala kasi ako masyado eh. Or, or uh, you know, may bagong wrinkle. So, nalagyan mo siya ng, ano, ng essential oils, so, di ba? Para mawala yung wrinkle mo, di ba? So, anyways, so you look at yourself in the mirror and you see there's a defect. I hope not too much of a defect, but you see yourself and there's a defect. But you need to act on that defect, right? The law is like the mirror. It shows us the defect of our hearts. You see that there's things you need to change. But you don't get the mirror. Let's say, makita mo, oh, there's dirt in your face. You don't get the mirror and wipe your face with the mirror. You don't look at the law and see there is sin and you use the law. The law is powerless to remove sin. Let me say that again. The law is powerless to remove sin. The only way to remove sin is through Jesus Christ and to receive forgiveness by faith. You see, the law should point us to Jesus. As I look at the law and I see my shortcoming, it should bring me to Jesus. 
the law says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So rain, this week, today, have you loved the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? Did you love your neighbor as you love yourself? O naging bully ka? Bully ka talaga, bully. What did you do? If you see your sin, you come to the cross. You go to the cross and ask forgiveness. Why? Because we cannot save ourselves. And so the Apostle Paul is saying, did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? In Ephesians chapter 3, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. This not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, not by works, so that no one may boast. If anyone is thinking that he or she can sanctify himself by the works that he does or she does, then I challenge you, give it a try. Give it a try. And see if you can fulfill the commandments of the law. The Ten Commandments. Parang, oh, I want to fulfill the Ten Commandments. Ano nga ba yun? Ano nga ba yung Ten Commandments? It's impossible. That's why the law and the commandments will point us to Jesus. Because we are sinners and we need a Savior. And we praise God for Jesus Christ is our Lord, Savior, and King. He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Amen? Can we give God praise for that? Thank you, Lord. Panginoon, hindi ko kaya mag-isa. Hindi ko kaya ligtas ang sarili ko. Madami pang aayusin sa akin, Lord. But maraming salamat, Panginoon. Thank you so much, Lord, for the goodness of your heart, for your mercy. I could not reach to you, but you reached out for me. And you bought me by your blood. That is the gospel. That is the good news. That is positional sanctification. That we have been sanctified, justified, not by our own doing, but the doing of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the good news. Wow, good news. I've been sanctified by the blood of Jesus. Positionally sanctified. Let me talk to you about the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel summary was written by Dr. Rice Brooks. Dr. Rice Brooks is one of our founders in the Every Nation movement and here in Victory. And he says this, For God became man through Jesus Christ. He lived the life that we should have lived and died the death that we should have died. He took our place. After three days, He rose from the grave, proving that He is the Son of God and is now offering forgiveness of sin and eternal life to all who would repent and believe in Him. That is the good news of the gospel. God became man through Jesus Christ. And Jesus lived the holy, perfect, sinless life that you and I failed to live. He died the death that you and I should have died. He took your place. He took my place. It should have been us. It should have been you. It should have been me. But He took our place. He became the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. Three days He rose from the grave. And now He's offering forgiveness of sin to all who would believe and put His trust in Him. You see, that's the gospel. That's where we receive the Spirit by faith. There's nothing that I can do to earn my salvation. 
No matter how good I try to be, something is wrong with my heart. My heart is, is prone to sin. Ako lang ba yon? Ang hearts natin prone to sin. We are sinners not because we sin. We sin because we are sinners. We sin because we are sinners. We need a Savior. We need a Savior. And that's the good news. Jesus is our Savior. There's an immeasurable gap between a holy God and a sinful man. And that gap was bridged by the cross of Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I'm pounding on this because I want all of us here to know that we are, that we have been sanctified by the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Positionally, we are sanctified because we are sons and daughters of God. Not by the law, but by faith in believing that Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. For in the gospel, the gospel that we just read, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. From first to last, from beginning to end, it is by faith. Not by works. Not as a result of our uh, obedience. Not because it's like a reward that we gained. It's not of our own doing. So that no one may boast. Walang magmamayabang, walang magmamagaling, walang magmamalaki. Pero lahat tayo, alam natin, the reason why we are here is because of the love of God for you and for me. Yes, love tayo ni Lord. Kahit ganito tayo. Kahit ganyan ka. Kahit patigas ulo mo. Kahit pasaway ka. Love ka ni Lord. Amen? Can you give God praise for that? I'm camping on this because there is such a divine love that is able to embrace all our brokenness. There is such a divine love that's able to embrace our sinfulness and that is the love of Jesus Christ. In Him, in Him also when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believe by faith, believed in Him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. You see, receiving the Holy Spirit refers to the new covenant. Bagong tipan, the new covenant, work of the Holy Spirit that comes after the saving faith. That means when you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes to you and becomes a seal to your heart. Positionally, you are now forgiven, cleansed, and sanctified. From the beginning of your Christian life, to sanctify us and to empower us, for the purposes of God. We are sanctified by the Holy Spirit for a reason. And that reason is for us to live lives giving glory to God. For us to live lives for the purposes of God. Hindi lang tayo sanctified so that we may live life the way we want it. My friends, we are not sanctified so that I can just do what I want to do. It's not about that. It's not about me doing the things that I want to do. It's about what God wants to do through me. It is what God wants to do through you because God has a wonderful purpose for you 
and for me. That's why He sanctified us. Pagka-operating table, no? parang He sanitized us. Kasi may gagawin si Lord through you and through me. Positional sanctification. Next, let's talk about progressive sanctification. The Holy Spirit walks with you. Progression. Let's look at the, this verse, verse 3. Are you so foolish? Say with me, foolish. Can you imagine the Apostle Paul writing a letter and saying, Are you so foolish? No? Parang hindi mo masabi sa katabi mo, no? Parang, <laughs> hindi ikaw yan, hindi ikaw yan. Si Paul lang yan, sinasabi. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? You began in the Spirit. Are you to complete it by the flesh? Being perfected. Being complete. Finish. Accomplished. Being, being, what the Spirit began in us, will it be completed by the works of the flesh? Do we need to add to the salvation, to the finished work of Jesus Christ? Do we need to add anything to that? Jesus on the cross, on His last breath, says, Tetelestai. It is finished. We sang that song earlier. It is finished. It is finished. The victory is won. Everything that we will ever need for life and salvation and godliness is already paid for by Jesus Christ. We cannot add anything to it. The works that we do is only a response is our worship to what Christ did in our lives. We can't add anything to that. We can't add anything to the work of Jesus Christ. And he says, Began by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by your works? An illustration is uh, when you're building something. Before I became a pastor, I was a software engineer, a programmer. And so, I know how it is to write a program, to conceptualize, and then to put in the variables, if you know what I mean, and the values, right? And so, but it's so difficult for me to come in and edit or change a program of somebody else's work. It's easier to build it again from scratch. Ganun din siguro yung mga architect. No, I'm not sure if this is true with building something. If it would be easier to start from the beginning, to know everything. Why this material? Why this epoxy? Why this? What is the computation for it? It's so, e- it's so hard to come into the middle. Started by somebody else and perfected by somebody else. Prone to many mistakes. It's better to start over. I'll show you this car. This is Bugatti. One of the most expensive cars in the world. You know the, the, the one who will build the engine of this car? is just one certified engineer. One guy, from beginning to the end of the building of that engine is just one guy. Every screw, every wire, everything put together by one guy, just one guy. It's not passed on to another guy and to another guy. No, it's just one guy. It takes him six months, four to six months to build the engine. But it's just one guy from beginning to end. Just one. That ensures the quality and the built of this car. 
we thank God because we know that there's only one author and perfecter of our faith. Amen? And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. We fix our eyes on Him, the author and the perfecter of our faith. To ensure that the work is handled with utmost care and utmost quality is as one guy. And that is for us, Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 says this, And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. Say it be transformed. You and I, we are being transformed into the image, in the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. You see, it is the Holy Spirit that progressionally sanctifies you and me. The work of the Spirit transforms us from inside out. The work of the Spirit transforms our hearts. Who can transform our hearts? You think external works can transform our hearts? It is the work of the Spirit. He works in us from one degree of glory to the next level of glory. From glory to glory. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. From inside out. Not from external going internal. You see, there's a difference. There's a difference between external behavior modification. So, nagpunta ka doon. Ito yung ginagawa nila. So, gaya ka lang. Gaya, gaya, gaya ka lang. External behavioral modification compared to a genuine internal transformation from inside out. And that is the work of the Holy Spirit. You and I, the Holy Spirit is working in us. And the Holy Spirit is working through us. He is at work right now. He is at work right now. And so you and I, we are work in progress. We are work in progress. We are work in progress. We're not, we're not yet perfect. The Holy Spirit is at work in our lives. Tingnan mo yung ugali mo. Tingnan mo, tingnan mo yung ugali mo. Tingnan mo yung mga sinasabi mo. Tingnan mo, tingnan mo yung mga sinasabi mo. My friends, let me tell you this. I am not yet the kind of person that God wants me to be. I'm not yet the kind of pastor that God wants me to be. I'm not yet the kind of man that God wants me to be. I'm not yet the kind of person that God wants me to be. But I thank the Lord because I'm no longer the person I used to be. Because God has been working in me. Slowly, lovingly, mercifully, patiently. Molding, forming, shaping us. God is so patient with us. He does not, He will not give up on us. Kahit matigas ang ulo mo. Promise. Kasi love ka ni Lord. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise. Lahat ng matigas ang ulo, give God praise. Come on! There you go. <laughs> oh, diba, umamin din tayo. But that's the beauty of the truth. He will bring us from one point of glory to another degree of glory. That is the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's not an external work. It is an internal work by the Spirit of the living God. Because He loves us so much, He will transform us back to His image and likeness. That is the 
transforming work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us in our daily walk. Galatians, if we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit of God. He helps us in our daily walk. Jesus says, if anyone wants to follow me, let him pick up his cross, deny himself, and follow me. You see, when we follow Jesus, sometimes the path is not easy. In fact, Jesus says, it's not easy to be a Christian. It's not easy to follow the steps of Jesus. But you see, it is the Holy Spirit who helps us in our daily walk. Not just the Sunday walk, not just the time when we are in service, but on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, everyday walk of our lives, God, the Holy Spirit, will walk with us. Sometimes it's a mountaintop experience. Sometimes it's a deep, dark, hurtful valley experience. But God will not leave us. He will walk with us. Using every event, every situation, every circumstance for the glory of His name. For God is able to make all things work together for good. He is able to make all things work together for good. He is God, the Holy Spirit, sanctifying us, transforming us for His glory. Thirdly, let's talk about the ultimate sanctification. The Holy Spirit secures us. Galatians chapter 3, verse 5 to, to 9, 6 to 9 says, Just as Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed, along with Abraham, the man of faith. Say with me, faith. Do you believe this? Are you a believer? Do you believe in the Word of God? If you are a believer, you believe this, then things will be counted to you as righteousness. If you believe in God's word, God says that's righteous. If you don't believe in the word of God, God says that's foolish. If you don't believe in the promises of God, that's foolish. If you don't believe in the word of God, that's foolish. But if you hold on to every word of God and believe in His promises and treasure His commandments, God says that is righteousness. You are righteous if you believe in the Word of God. Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. If you have faith, if we have faith, then we are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. How many righteous do we have here? Why? Why are you righteous? Because you believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Amen? Come on, let's give God praise. We will no longer believe the accusation and the lies of the enemy. No longer the accusation of the enemy. But we believe in what God did through Jesus Christ. And in Him, we find our righteousness. You see, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Curse is everyone who hangs on the tree in order that in Christ Jesus the blessings of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we would receive, say with me, receive, so that you and I may receive the promise of the Spirit 
through faith. The blessings of righteousness, the blessings of Abraham. Abraham is called the friend of God. All the blessings of Abraham because of what Jesus did was given to us. That is the blessing. If we believe it by faith, we receive it because we will never achieve it by our own works, by our own effort. It is only by faith, trusting, believing, with thanksgiving of what Jesus did for you and for me on that cross of Calvary. He did it for us. It should have been you. It should have been me. But He took our place. He became the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He took away our sins and He gave us His righteousness. Now we stand before God as the children of God, as the church of the Lord in righteousness because of what Jesus did for you and for me. We close with this verse talking about ultimate sanctification. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, For I am confident, I am sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Do you believe this? Amen? God will complete His work in us. He will perfect it. Amen? Come on, let's give God praise. That is our destiny. That is our glorious destiny in Christ. He will complete His work. He will perfect it. If I look at my life today, I can't say I'm perfect. I don't think anybody can say that he or she is perfect. But see, God is faithful. There are things that need to be worked out, things that need to be ironed out in our hearts, in our minds, in our behavior. There are things that need, maybe a lot of things, right? A lot of things need to be worked out. But God is faithful. God is faithful. Make room for the Holy Spirit in your life. Let's make room for the Holy Spirit to do His work in us. Let us not resist the Holy Spirit, but let us submit and yield Make room, yield to the Holy Spirit so that He can continue His work in our lives to submit our hearts, to submit our minds. Lord, there are things that are not yet right and I see it, Lord. I cannot change it on my own. Lord, I thank You that You are at work in me. It is the, whole, it is the work of the Holy Spirit in us that sanctifies us positionally, progressively, and completely for God's glory. Let's make room. God is at work. You don't have to work it work it out by flesh. Just yield to the Holy Spirit. Just bow our heads before the Lord. Father in heaven, we are your people. You are our God. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord, that is at work in us. Lord, even right now, we submit to you, Lord God. Lord, continue to sanctify us, purify us, Lord. We say yes to your sanctification. We say yes to your work of purification in my mind and in my heart. Lord, have your way in me. I yield to you, Lord. Even right now, I submit my heart to you. Just lift your hands before the Lord and let it be a prophetic gesture that as we lift our hands before the Lord, we are lifting it in surrender to God, saying, Lord, you are the author. You are the perfecter of my faith, not me. I submit my heart to you, Lord. Spirit of the living God, have your way in me. Sanctify me. 
through and through. Sanctify me, Lord. Do a deep work in my heart. Do a deep work, Lord, in my mind. Do a deep work in me. Sanctify me, Lord. Purify me, O God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, set me apart for your glory. Set me apart, Lord God, for your purposes. Set me apart, Lord God, that I may live life, a sanctified life, for the glory and honor of your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we're saying, here I am, Lord. Use me. Here I am, Lord. I am for you. I am set apart for you, Lord God. Have your way in me. Lord, madami pang gagawin sa ugali ko. Layo-layo pa. Pero salamat, Panginoon, na ikaw ang kikilo sa buhay ko. It is you who will work. Just come to the front. Come to the front. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anyone else? Anyone else? Thank you, Lord. Yes, yes. Just come to the front. Come to the front. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus.